a good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave it to chance? Join the authors of Design to Change and explore this series of conversations with designers and event owners. Driven by the need and conversations with event owners and event designers who use the event canvas around the world, this series explores the depths of conversations to elevate your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Episodes are hosted by Rude Janssen, Rul Friesen, Dennis Lehrer, and Paul Rukens, with illustrious changemakers, designers, and pioneers in the field of design and beyond. To explore these conversations and additional content, visit designtochange.online. For now, let's start the conversation. Conversation. All right, here we are. I'm joined now by a good old friend, Michiel Middendorf. Hi, Ruud. It's such a pleasure to uh, to sit here in person. It's and, great uh, to see you again. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a while. Too long. <laughs> Way too long. <laughs> We're at uh, IMAX in uh, Frankfurt. It's uh, 25th of May, 2023, and it's the 20th edition of IMAX. Can you recall, Michiel, how many IMAXs you've been to? Oh, forever. Too many to count, right? 20. Yeah, maybe. Maybe all 20. Maybe all 20. Yeah, maybe all 20. We were just reminiscing with Garrett on an earlier podcast. He was hosting the MPI European Minions and Events Conference in Berlin in 2003. And uh, Ray Bloom and his team had the magic idea, together with MPI, to shuttle a an ICE train, a private train, from Berlin to... Frankfurt to actually bring 600 participants directly into the trade show Perfect. that was then launched with yeah. the German Convention Bureau, now known as IMAX. Yeah. And after 20 years, we just did a session about the rebranding of IMAX and spoke to um, their brand directors just in the podcast before this. Um, but now it's a real treat to catch up with, uh, with literally someone I've respected in the industry for a long time. Actually, an event taking place as, at your venue has been a pivotal event in giving the event canvas exposure in our original country, the Netherlands, mm-hmm. when we mapped out the nuclear security summit that you hosted 20... In 2014. 14, yeah. 2014. Yeah. Uh, the canvas was born on the 14th of February, 2014, yeah. on Valentine's Day. And I remember the Dutch community wanted to thank you for what um, the Dutch government and the World Forum had done as a city of The Hague to host a nuclear security summit. And we mapped it out, and you can find that in the link below this, uh, this podcast. But enough about that. Our roots go back to MPI Netherlands chapter. Uh, right. We were on a board. <laughs> when we were young. Back when we were young, oh. over 15 years ago. <laughs> we were twice as young as we are now. <laughs> what has happened since with Michiel Middendorf? Uh, well, many things. Uh, it, it is, uh, of course, we don't want to talk too much about 2014 and nuclear security summit at that time. Uh, however, that has really been a turning point for for many things. I think uh, we like to uh, definitely approach events from a from a content perspective, of course, and but also from very refreshing models in how to create dialogue in real life settings. Um, that has been uh, a crucial change, and I was really thankful that we have uh, a client, Ministry of Foreign Affairs, uh, who was the organizer who was willing to stick their neck out and do some really uh, dairy stuff at that time, um, uh, to uh, stay away from protocol. I mean, in our industry, we can maybe uh, 
change the word protocol from habits and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and do things differently. Formalized habits, almost exactly. like they're written down. Exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, we still have poster boards nowadays and there's many other ways to communicate. Yes. So, um, and that was a good uh, change. So I think that there was a moment of change, I think. And, uh, and really, if, if a organizer such as the Dutch government is capable to be even leading and doing things radically different, yes. then we as an industry privatized company should be even able Readier, to do that right? quicker, right? Yeah. And, and more radical even. Because we have, we have no risk or of breaking protocol or anything like that. We're, we're even more free to do so. At the time you had 56 heads of state visiting your venue, uh, the World Forum, which is part of the GL events that you represent now at large. Yes. Yeah. Explain your role a little bit and, and how you look back at those days and what you're doing today. Yeah, I mean, I'm still connected with the World Forum, which is great. It's still like my kind of my baby. I don't want to let it go, you know. And this is the World Forum in The Hague in the Netherlands? That's the World Forum in The Hague in the Netherlands. International Congress and Conventions. We still have big events, corporate events, institutional events, government-related events. It being the in the International City of Peace and Justice, that's what, that's what we do. We like to be involved and facilitate events, events that uh, do shape the world, if you will. And uh, with GL events, uh, we have 60 venues worldwide. So there's a lot of uh, uh, different countries, different cultures, different company cultures even, uh, which is really where I'm responsible for the commercial synergy, uh, which is really interesting because there's, of course, we have uh, uh, event organizers who just want to rotate their event uh, through different uh, continents, uh, different venues, different uh, countries. And we'll sit down with them and say, okay, but what do you want to achieve? What do you want to do? And, and they would like to have this single point of contact. They would like to explain their story only once <laughs> and, uh, and be taken care of uh, from that point on. And um, another trend we're just trying to anticipate on is, of course, we de post-COVID is, is really a period of much more flexibility. Uh, maybe as, a, as an industry, we should have had that flexibility also before COVID, to be honest. And uh, it really helped us. Okay, guys, we have to really think differently. We have to adapt quicker. Um, we have to uh, digitalize faster. Um, we have had experience with a lot of digital productions during COVID. Very interesting, big learning curve for all venues, for, for, for our industry. Um, then we don't, uh, we see hybrid and digital work gone after COVID and you see hybrid coming back uh, and coming back to stay and which is a good thing I think it's uh, if we're talking about uh, giving opportunity to everybody to participate to involve inclusivity and all that we need to have hybrid concept continuously uh, people who want to travel less for CSR reasons people who can travel less because of uh, visa issues or simply budget issues yes. so uh, to create a more of inclusive environment in our international events and congresses by all means uh, let's continue to develop the hybrid uh, version so um, what triggered me what you said just now is you know you have 60 six zero venues across the planet yes. right that's no small group of venues and uh, I've seen the work that GL events does a long time ago I had an opportunity to work with the, the team in France uh, originally I remember that Great. very well, and, and uh, seeing the founders of the company in action with the teams, uh, I've seen the company grow and, and, and flourish. You say the client 
is willing to share their story but doesn't want to repetitively share the same story or wants the teams to understand the story. Um, one of the core principles of the event owner versus event designer or event teams kind of dialogue, uh, which we focus on in the book Design to Change, deals with um, this ability to tell the story, but also the ability to share the challenge and then have the event design team adopt it together with the event owner to explore what the options are for achieving the behavior change for the stakeholders that are involved in that event in the best possible way. Sometimes an event owner has a historic perspective on how that event should go or what that event should do. And times change, like you said, you know, you, you, you know, the flexibility needs to adapt, the, um, the digitalization, the hybridization, the expectations that people have of being included, whether they're there or not, changes. Um, how important is it for you to capture that story and be able to share it amongst the different venues? say if you go from destination one to destination two to three? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, uh, I think the, um, the great thing of our industry is that uh, spending time together um, still is essential for building community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and together, you know, uh, whether you participate online or live, you know, I, I mean, of course we people still want to connect and, and preferably physical uh, but those are the moments when uh, when change is really happening because there is dialogue and I think that's why uh, you guys doing such a great job because you you really make that dialogue happen and you make sure it happens in the right setting and admit, and you make sure it's happening in it with the right purpose in mind and uh, that's what but people want to talk and they want to listen and uh, they need to just be facilitated with it. And, and, the, and that's, I think that's the most uh, crucial anymore. Mm-hmm. And why are we there? And why are we listening to someone while we want to speak and while we want to communicate? Um, and I think that's, uh, this, is, this is crucial for the... Uh, and you guys seen that way earlier, thank goodness. And uh, so we can continue to develop in that way. Especially if we're looking at the next generation, uh, we need to continue to radically and rapidly change uh, our meeting formats and our settings of meetings if we want to keep on capturing the audience. I fully agree and having a focused conversation can be difficult when you're in an environment with a lot of people or some have more ability, right or power to speak uh, or empowered to speak. In this case, both of us are empowered with a very simple little microphone and a set of headsets. You might hear this noise or a bit of chatter in the background, which is what happens at events. You know, people talk and right. and the sound levels are fairly high. Uh, we're here in Hall 9, if you're wondering, uh, which is um, a learning zone at IMEX um, here in 2023. Uh, the theme of this event is actually human nature. Yeah. And over the past two years, the theme was nature. Now they added human to the nature. Do you think that's a wise decision? Yeah, it's a, it seems it seems common sense, right? I mean, <laughs> and I think um, I mean this, our industry is about uh, is about getting together. It's about the human nature. It's about facilitating the human nature to to have to have dialogue. 
I think in the old days and also myself, you know, it was like uh, I was I was proud that I was able to facilitate dialogue, like managing the world for the Hague. We're like, you know, it's a platform for dialogue communication for for the world. Yeah. Uh, hence the name, you know. Uh, so, uh, and then we always felt okay. We, we were pr- proud that we were role of facilitators, and but that role of facilitating, uh, you know, has to go deeper and has to facilitate better, so that the real dialogue finds place. That everybody, everybody's voice gets heard. Everybody's opinion gets shared. And uh, that is that is a lot of fine-tuning. That is more than just facilitating old school. Yeah. Yeah. I think leaving conversations to chance, as my colleague Anthony, you know, in our jingle in the intro says, you know, a, a good conversation can change the direction of change forever, right? Do you need so that? a case study that some European meetings and events conference that was held recently in 2019 at the World Forum in The Hague. Um, I think another one of those examples where the community our original community of MPI, the Netherlands, you know, put their hands together with other parties in, in the environment. And my colleague uh, Wolf Vissen and Ingrid uh, Rip and all the people that we know from the Event right. Collective were really hands-on with 60 people designing an event, which ultimately ended up uh, getting uh, some of the global awards for best event design. Um, and that was at, at the World yes. Forum. Uh, at back in 2019. Yeah, great memories. And and uh, and what I liked about it also then was it that it was also a, a destination yes. event. Like it was The Hague. Yes. Uh, everybody was involved. Uh, many other venues were involved. And uh, again, and um, I, I took the international commercial team of Jelly Events uh, this week out for dinner. They were complaining, like, what is it? It's like 30 minutes in a taxi to a restaurant and What's up with that? No, okay. well, and then everybody jumped in a taxi, and then we came to this. One of my team members has been raised up in his area, and as a kid, he always went to this specific restaurant with her grandmother, and it's like traditional German, all the way in a little village and all that. Mm-hmm. And we just had the best time. You know, it's, it's like Amazing. making a little effort, doing something different than okay, Frankfurt downtown. You're, you know kind of expecting what you're going to get dinner somewhere else and so we had a wonderful time together and it's like we need to keep on always thinking okay how can we approach something differently from a different angle and uh, and create the moment yeah. and I think the one that owns the event is responsible for making sure it's not mediocre right? exactly it's so easy to, to organize mediocre events or yeah. is it harder to organize an extraordinary event versus a mediocre event well maybe it just needs a little bit more care of attention a little bit more empathy for those that are part of it, and a little bit more courage and yeah. you know manifestation of that facilitation skill that you said, where yeah you're you're basically taking decisions to enable others to have a specific experience yeah. and taking a risk. That was a risk reward, I think, that you experience. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah I, I appreciate what you're saying. It's like um, I I try to. I have ADHD, I cannot concentrate very long on, uh, so sitting in a meeting room is killing for me anyway. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate the fast uh, changing pace for meetings. So if I organize meetings myself, I make sure there's something happening, uh, something different happening every 10 minutes. Something we learned doing digital conferences in the world forum also. It was at one point in time during COVID, 
it's interesting we were able ABM, we were even able to, be, to to remain profitable during COVID by having a lot of digital development and digital events and so we've learned that uh, it was more at the end more TV production than anything else that uh, every seven minutes something changes a video clip is started in a different speaker has come or, or is an interruption with a live artist whatever and we've learned okay that's in television world very normal standard procedure and you know in live entertainment we can in live meetings we can learn from that so to capture the attention from the audience is do something different every seven minutes I think um, these uh, normalities or habits as you call them maybe the protocol of live TV has, make, has made its entry in into event design that you now consider whenever you do these events. And I think, yeah. depending on our behaviors and how we want to change them, I think these are some very critical learnings out of this bizarre period that we've had um, uh, over these COVID years. But luckily, we're out the other end now. You know, Who knows what the world looks like in a couple of years? Right now, we do know that here at IMEX, human nature is a the theme. The things are buzzing. The industry is um, certainly uh, vibrant, as far as I can tell, um, and I, for one, enjoy being in the same place with the people that flock to this place from across the planet. Yes, it's a very effective way of doing business. Yeah, so maybe after all, the human nature thing is not such a bad label because you know, if human nature does not adapt, it is uh, up for the sea. <laughs> exactly, it will be gone. Yeah. If humans don't adapt to nature, then yeah, we only na nature will overtake the exactly, humans. Exactly, right? exactly. I think on that bombshell, we can uh, we can conclude that you know meeting up just even for the last 18 minutes together, uh, Michiel, I really appreciate you stopping by here at uh, in Hall Nine with us and hanging out with our uh, auditors on the podcast. Um, what's up in your next adventure and your next horizon of change? What's happening in the, in, in the next foreseeable future that you're looking forward to? I'm really looking forward to uh, to build an international uh, commercial community with uh, with, the, with the, all the different teams of GL. Yeah. Uh, building is building; it doesn't happen overnight. And uh, I really, um, what gets me excited is to see the change and how how the, the next generation is very uh, willing to to embrace that way of working together. Yeah. Uh, not just thinking about their own business unit, but really see the whole world as their as their training ground, mm -hmm. and uh, that is exciting. Uh, I love to work with the next generation, and uh, it, it is wonderful to see them embrace it. And it's great that you know, getting in a life phase where you just focus on coaching and that kind of thing, which is a wonderful thing to do. Awesome. Well, Michiel, as usual, I expected nothing less from our conversation. Uh, a treat and uh, I look forward to hearing more in the future let's not make the gap as big as it was this time uh, that's, that's definitely we shouldn't do that yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're going to work on that from two sides so okay. thank you for being here on the podcast it was a pleasure you've been hanging out backstage on design to change designer conversations thank you for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe and share conversations online using hashtag design to change and hashtag event canvas Want more thought-provoking content like this? Visit designtochange.online to purchase your copy of Design to Change, elevating your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Don't forget, it's more than just a book. Experience a hard copy, audio format, video format, and even augmented reality. 
Experience it in your style and format. Tune into our next episodes and hear from more designers and change makers. Until then, we look forward to our next conversation. <laughs>